the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's been said when God purposes to use you for great things, he'll first take you through deep things. We'll explain. Join us. And again, welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. As I mentioned a moment ago, when God purposes to use you or somebody for amazing things in his kingdom, the first thing he does is he breaks you down and really reshapes you. It's it's that process that we find in the gym, right? And to be used for great things, you've got to go through those deep things first. It's only then that we are usable in God's hands. And that comes through here in Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Join us. Here's our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Perseverance is associated with hope because we perceive, perseverance, we perceive right. We're able to see right. What happens is it causes us to stand up under trial, to bear up under stuff, and refers to that quality of character which does not allow one to surrender to circumstances. Sometimes your circumstances can be tough, but are you surrendering to them? Are you surrendering to the circumstance? That's the thing. Are you just quitting? And... Do we succumb when we experience trial? Do we just, I give up. I quit. I've been walking with the Lord, and it's been rough. I had a, 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 a rough year. I had a rough month. I had a rough six months. I've had a rough two years. I'm tired. I'm done. I need Jack Daniels. Where's Jack? I can't do it anymore. I quit. He's been pestering me. He keeps calling me and calling me and calling me. And God has not sent me a man, a godly one. So I'm just going to take whatever comes. People get, they get under it and they're like, and they, they can't take it and they just quit. I know she doesn't love me. She just likes my car. Can I preach? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Can I preach? Ladies, can I preach about liking the car? All right? I'm just going to give in to her. I guess I'll just, I'm just going to give in to her. And then we give, we just give up in the midst of the test. In the midst of the trial, in the midst of going through, in the midst of having a moment, and we don't allow our faith that's justified us and give us access to grace, we don't allow it to work for us. So then now people look at us and we're on this roller coaster in our spiritual walk and in our lives. And we're like, what happened? Well, 
the faith that God's trying to give you is a triumphant faith. But you have to work it so that it works for you. Can I have an amen, y'all? But we have to get to a place in our lives when it comes to circumstances, situations, that we as Christians are not just quitters. But now you turn on the television, you get around, the culture is steeped in just quitting and giving up. Throwing in the towel. And if it doesn't make me feel good, then I'm just going to quit. I'm, I'm out of here. I can't take it anymore. I'm just letting it go. I, I just don't want to do it. And all they said was that you need to show up to work on time. <laughs> That's all they said. That's all they said. That's not a trial. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? That's not even a real test. And then we get mad. We quit the job. Pastor, they fired me. What happened? Well, they was hating on me. What'd you do? I didn't do nothing. I was just hating. They always hating on me. Well, did you show up to late on? Did you show up to work on time? Well, uh, see, the Holy Ghost, I was in prayer and I couldn't make it. Come on. You better get to work. Can I have an amen, y'all? And that's what happens. And we have to understand, saints, that when it comes to stuff, that we got to get some tougher skin. Because the Antichrist is going to try to kill us. And these demons want to take us out. And the world is filled with all kinds of pressures. And at some point in time, we have to get a little strength in us and a little bit more grace in us. And we do it by releasing our faith so we can bear up under all the stuff that's going on in life. It's the devil that's trying to make you go crazy. It's the devil. He feels as though if I put enough pressure on them, they'll cave in. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So you have to put pressure on him. You start putting pressure on him and pushing him back. He is the one that needs to take off and run. Can I have an amen? You're not staying in my house. I'm not leaving. You getting up out of here. Can I have an amen? Wherever the soles of my feet shall tread, that is what God has given into me. And you try to come into my house, then I'm going to put some resistance against you. And I don't care who you come through. Can I have an amen, y'all? We got to get in our mind that we got to resist the devil. Like, no, you're not coming up in here. You're not ruling in here. You might visit, but you don't have a, you don't have a day pass. You got a couple hour pass, and we're going to get you up out of here. And there has to be a resistance to the devil. And then he flees. But if we're always caving to the pressure, then what happens to us is we're showing God that we don't have perseverance. And the trial sometimes is designed to help to reveal and to, and to foster perseverance in our life. Jesus, when you watch him, Go through the process of dying on the cross for, for us. There are many times when he could have quit, but he persevered. He bore up under it. He resisted the temptation. 
to just wipe everybody out because he could have. People spitting on him, pulling out of his beard, lashing him, all these things. And he had the power to say, you know what, I'm done with y'all. And all he had to say was dead. And everybody would have fell dead. But he persevered for us. He went through it for us. And let me say this to some of you here. Some of the stuff you're going through right now isn't just for you. God's going to use it to bless somebody else. Just hang on in there. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? Look what he says here, though. He says, look at verse 3. And not only that, but also we glory in tribulation, knowing that the tribulation produces perseverance. So my trouble is producing something for me called perseverance, which gives me the strength to bear up under it. helps me. It's forging something in my character. And then he says, he says, and, pers- and knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, character. The word here in the Greek, it means proof of genuineness, trustworthiness. I like this. It means experience, this Greek word. It is the revelation of who you really are. That's your character. Your character is the revelation of who you really are. But we don't know who you really are until trial or pers- trial comes which forces perseverance, and then perseverance gives insight into what kind of character you have. It's proof of your genuineness. Anybody can say they're a Christian. When they got all their bills paid and everything's going good and they're enjoying life. They don't have any persecution going on in their life. It's easy to be a Christian. It's tough to be a, per- a Christian when you, when, when, when you got the devil trying to get you to commit all kinds of sin. When you got people that don't like you because you are a Christian. And then and during Resurrection Sunday, they don't invite you over. Because they're afraid you might come over there preaching. And it's easy to, and then when you go on the job and, and, and they, they ask you about your spiritual all this stuff and they say, oh, Chris, well, well, okay, oh, well, all right, well, it's nice. Oh, well, it was great. It was great. Yeah, oh, this looks good. This is good. And in the back of their mind, like, we don't want them here. <laughs> it's easy to be a Christian when you got everything going good, but what about when your back is against the wall? Your proof of genuineness is not just shown on the mountaintop, it's revealed in the valley. And sometimes that's when you really see a saint of God. So when, you, when you see them, you look, you say, man, I, the reason why there's some people in the church, I say, man, that person's really, really saved. How you know? Because I saw them go through some things, man. I watched their response. They're trustworthy because I saw I, they've got a proven track record. I saw some proof. They got character. How you know? Because I saw them. I saw how they responded to their trouble. It reveals something about their character. That's why I get up in the pulpit. And you guys see, we don't talk about just all the blessed things we've done. Talk about the hardships too. You know? And I watched my wife walk through her situation last year, going through 
cancer and all this. And we didn't tuck tail high. We, we here because at the end of the day, people need to see that life hits everybody. And I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, been for years, prophesied, preached, ministered all over this planet. And sometimes you go through life, but you don't go hide somewhere and go through life. You do it right before everybody so people see that this isn't a joke. Can I have an amen? I'm just not a talking head. I'm just not a talking head up here. I got, I got things I go through too. Everybody go through life, but you hang on to Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? You, you hang on to Jesus Christ and people see. And not only just with my wife, but we had in this church, we've had fights and squabbles. Things happen and, you know, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. You just keep on going and keep on going with Jesus. And you can do it before everybody and say, but I'm not going to stop preaching and loving Jesus. Can I have an amen? That's what, but people need to see your genuineness. Because that's the revelation of your character. If we persevere, it helps to forge a godly character in us that the world needs to see from the church. And then look what happens. In verse 4, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Somebody say hope. Hope is a favorable, confident expectation. Hope is a, I'm hopeful. I have a favorable, confident expectation when it comes to life. And this is what we should have. We have, we have perseverance. Perseverance helps to forge character. And then character, what does it do? It causes us to be hopeful people. That we're, we have a favorable, confident expectation that God is going to see me through any storm, anything in life. And that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And now I don't live a hopeless life regardless of the situation. You don't live a hopeless life regardless of the situation. Why? Because you have a big God. Who's forged character in you by using uh, tribulation that forged perseverance. And now you're just a hopeful person. Now, this doesn't mean that you're ignorant to the facts of a situation. It just means that at the end of the day, you have more of a, you're cautiously optimistic about everything. Nothing worse than being around doubters all the time. Man, we're going to make it? Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, we're not going to make it, man. How you know? I just know we're not. Man, we're going to be able to get this thing? No. You think, you, you think we're going to make it through it? Nah. How many times I got to tell you no, 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 no. And people get bold in their doubt and unbelief and fear and skepticism and pessimism and all those things. And then you start talking to them and you can't. It's like they're faith killers. Can I have an amen? There's no hope involved in anything. And they don't want to. And the thing that and the thing about it is some people, some people take pride in that and they'll tell you, well, brother, I'm just keeping it real. Well, I'm just saying your reality is not my reality, bro. Because God is a God of the breakthrough. Can I have an amen? God can change your life. God can see you through and God will. We got to release our faith. Somebody say faith. 
Faith causes us to be triumphant, and we want to have triumphant faith. But if we're doubtful all the time and skeptical all the time, and we don't have any kind of favorable, confident expectation of regards to anything, then we have to stop and look. And then we have to do this too. This just came to me. Some of us, we need to break some generational curses. And people don't understand generational curses are real and they're biblical and they're real. And some of this stuff is, well, this is how my daddy was. So this is just mean this is what I'm going to be like. I don't, this is just how, this is who we are. And we have to stop and say, no, 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 I don't care. I mean, that might have been what he was, but that's not going to be what I am. Because Jesus Christ, he, 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 the blood of Jesus Christ just breaks the curse. And that God is going to give me, can I have an amen? I have, a, I have an expectant hope in a future. Everybody who's broke in our family, well, I'm not going to be broke. Can, can I have an amen, y'all? Everybody's broke. Well, I'm not going to be broke. Well, this is just how we are. You know, we just broke. Nope. <laughs> broke. Nope. I'm going to say no to that. Can I have an amen, y'all? At some point in time, we got to break the curse. That somebody has to stand up and say, I'm going to break the curse. Well, my dad was an alcoholic. That's why I just drink like this all the time. Well, somebody got to break the curse in your family. You got to break it. You have to have a favorable confident expectation that I release my faith in God and I practice his principles that God is going to help me to get delivered from alcoholism and I'm not going to drink myself to death. Can I have an amen? Now my father might have done that, but I'm not going to do that. At some point in time, we have to get our hope to a place where it works in our lives so there's a confident expectation that I'm not going to be what I used to be and I'm not going to be what you guys are. Everybody in the house is, everybody in the family, everybody's divorced. Who's going to break the curse? Everybody is sleeping around and fornicating and living foul. Who is going to break the curse and say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight hard because I got a favorable, confident expectation. Well, pastor, I messed up. Well, just, okay, messed up. Now get up. You messed up. Now get up. Now don't do it again. And then watch God do what he wants to do in your life and give you a favorable, confident expectation. Stop feeling like you have to give in to that pressure. Can I preach it this morning, y'all? Stop feeling because you don't. Somebody has to have a favorable, confident expectation. Man, I'm going to do this right. Me and my wife, we've been together for 27 years. Met her when I was 18. We was heathens. <laughs> heathens. Am I telling the truth, honey? She like, you more than me, though. <laughs> I know that's what you was thinking. <laughs> I got saved. I came home to my wife. We weren't married then. I said, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. She was like, what? Really? I said, yes. 
I'm walking with Jesus now. I'm done. And they, I was like radical. I was radical. My wife, she laughing over there because I was radical. I was like, Jesus! <laughs> I was on fire, man. Jesus! I was so happy to be saved. I said, honey, I said, we got to get married or you got to go to Seattle. I did. I came home. I said, we got to get married. Got to get married because we can't be shacking. We can't. I said, we can't. Because I read this Bible. Because I was reading this Bible. And I don't want this Bible hitting me upside the head. Anymore about this stuff. So, my wife and I, I got saved, came home, led my wife to Christ. We got saved. A week later, we went and we got married. We've been married for 22 years. Been married for 22 years. We don't have any problems. Because in my mind, in my mind, it's like, okay, did God say this? Then do it. Did God say that? Then do it. It's not, well, I think, you know, well, let me look at the Hebrew and the ancient text and all. No, he says, stop fornicating. Can I have an amen? So I'm going to stop. Okay, so now, so, but this is the thing. Let me say, I'm sharing this with y'all because I want you to see something here, y'all. But when we both came together, we still had baggage. But there is a favorable, confident expectation that just that all my fathers and mothers and family members, demons, are not going to follow me into my relationship with this woman. We're going to break this curse. She's going to break the curse. I'm going to break the curse so that the curse doesn't hit my kids. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? No, somebody's got to break the curse. We're not playing around here. And we were aggressive with it. Somebody say aggressive. We weren't passive. We were aggressive. That whatever God says, this is what we're going to do. Because we got to get free. I'm tired of these demons messing up my mind, messing up my life, messing up my heart, tripping me out, having me flipping out, and all this other stuff. I'm done. We got to fight on our hands. Let's roll up our sleeves, honey, and get down to some dirty business to get this, make sure that we stop the curse and break the cycle. Can I have an amen? We did it and we never looked back. But there was a favorable, confident expectation that what God said he would do, that he was going to do it. We believe that. We believe that. And we look back and I look and I look and I say, look at God. Look at God. And it's not because, and I don't, I love my mom and dad. Because the same demons that were trying to kill me were trying to kill them. So I'm not, I don't, I don't have any problem with them. I just understand what we're dealing with on this planet. And it's a fight, y'all. Can I have an amen? But when you have hope, what does it do? It gives you momentum. It keeps your perspective right. And it gives you an expectation that, man, God is going to see us through anything. And he's going to walk with us through everything. He says in verse 5, now this is it. We're going to close with this. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out 
into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So hope, it doesn't disappoint. Why? Because God gives us an inward confirmation by pouring out the Spirit of God in our lives. And what does He do? He gives us revelation of the love that God has for us. When you know that you are loved by God and God through His Spirit brings confirmation that the love of God has been poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit who's been given to you, then what does that do? It helps to free you from all insecurity and feelings of rejection. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. 